Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello and welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment. My name is Jim Wiegand and I am here with Converge Coach, uh, leadership guru and all-around good guy, John Opaluski. How are you doing this morning, John? Doing well, Jim. Good, good. So we, we kind of gave a teaser in our last podcast about where we're heading. And, I, and again, I, I said the last one, I think this is your forte. I, the name of the podcast is Leading from Alignment. You, you come into structures and organizations and personal lives, and that's what you're striving for, getting everything in the right order on top of the, the next thing, connective tissue, making things flow the, right. the way that they should. No wasted energy, no sideways lateral movement. Everything is in its place and functioning well. So I'm excited about today's, today's podcast. Um, I, I know you got some statistics that really validate where you're, where you're coming from. Give us some of those. Why, how, why is this important? There was a 2017 report released by Barna Institute that studied 14,000 Protestant lead pastors in the United States. And, and Jim, that, that study revealed some pretty alarming statistics. Yeah. Uh, 37% of lead pastors are at medium to high risk of burnout. Uh, 40% say that they're not energized by ministry work. <laughs> and then 66% of them say they have no deep friendships. Wow. So... Uh, it's not going well for a lot of people. Right. They're working harder than they should, and they can't. They don't have anybody even talk to about it. Right. That is the recipe for disaster. Absolutely. One of the uh, one of the other stats um, that we uh, have noticed, and this comes from expastor.com. This is mm. which is an interesting, yeah, website, right? Expastor.com. But they 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 reported that uh, pastors in the U.S. suffer a rate of depression four times that of the yeah. the general population. And so what we're seeing is amazingly talented and high character leaders leaving the ministry sure. uh, way before they should. Yeah. Uh, some, of, some of them are losing their marriages yeah. and some of them tragically are ending their lives. Yeah. We're seeing that, aren't we? I, I had several accounts recently of people in, in you know, very visible, well-known mega churches, you know, taking their own lives. Right. And, and that, I'm sure, is a result of the depression. I'm sure it's... Yes. Now, we can't say that that depression and that suicide is caused by ministry, but it's certainly, you know, the pressures of it. Again, the statistics we just had, that's that's the wrong environment to put a depressed person, or uh, it's a good environment for people to become burned out and depressed. Right. It, it sets up, the ministry sets you up for that uh, so, if you're not careful and intentional. So careful and intentional. Let's talk about that. Uh, there are areas I would assume, uh, if you were my physical trainer and, and my physical coach, you would focus on core muscles and, you know, leaping ability and fast twitch muscle. I mean, you, you would train my cardio, my vascular, my everything, right? right? So as we're talking about areas for us just to be mindful of, we're going to align certain things. Give us some of those areas. Like what, what when, you, when I first say you got to train this part of me, coach, what, what would be that thing that would come to mind first? So the first, the first thing is, is your spiritual life. We, we think that is the, the first thing we want to look at, you know, possessing a for real growing relationship with Jesus Christ is foundational yeah. to personal alignment. You know, if you're out of tune spiritually, it's really difficult to be aligned. Right. And, and health will continue uh, to elude you. So I, when I talk about that, I'm thinking about, you know, having meaningful connection with God yeah. every day. Um, that helps us in so many ways, Jim. It helps us uh, understand our identity 
is not what we do for God. It's our adoption by God. Right. And leaders who lead from their identity find it easier to stay aligned. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk more about identity in, in episode eight, which is a couple episodes away. Okay. But it, it's weird. Isn't it, isn't it weird how our relationship with God can get squeezed out by the ministry? As a pastor, yeah. I, I think people are shocked by that. They, you say, what does a pastor do? Well, they work on Sunday, and they study the rest of the week, and they pray, and they... I just had a guy the other day who's literally, his name is being put in to pastor a church. He's coming from the, the, the automotive world into senior pastoring, and he called me and said, I'm not being a wise guy, but I really don't know the answer to this question. If it's not a Sunday, what do you guys do all day? <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, oh, oh no, <laughs> so, about the seventh major area that he's going to have to deal with if, if the church chooses him to be the senior pastor. He said, okay, stop. I don't, I don't, I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> that's, that's too much. <laughs> right. Uh, <clears throat> so when you, when you say a for real, uh, give, me, give me some basic things that are going to help me. Because I know, like, you know, put your first hour aside to, to be with God. But I know a lot of guys that do that. And, man, five minutes later, they're in the to-do list. It becomes a worry session. Right. Um, in in your own life, you've got that time with God. You're developing your walk with the right. Lord, John. What what do you what is your prayer time? What does that time look like for you? So first thing in the morning, get up, get into my my office. Phone is off. Yeah. iPad is off. Um, I have my prayer list in front of me. I spend some time worshiping hmm. and then uh, talking to the Lord uh, about. And I I'm real structured in my praying. Yeah. And uh, so Mondays I'm, I'm focused on my, my immediate family, and then the rest of the week is just kind of divided up uh, amongst the rest of my life. But um, uh, I'll spend probably a good 20, 30 minutes uh, talking to the Lord, worshiping, yeah. and then a dive into the Word, spend some time reading. I, I find myself, Jim, reading less and pondering more, yeah. if that makes sense. You yeah. know, when I was a young Christian, I used to read 5, 10, 15 chapters at a sitting. I was just so voraciously hungry. Yeah. Now, as an older Christian, I find myself reading less, but thinking about it more and trying to internalize it more. So yeah. uh, so that's kind of how I do my, my time in the morning with the Lord, and that's been kind of my rhythm for 45 years. I, I do that yeah. every morning. You know, they're talking about, uh, you know, we're compared to sheep several times in the Old and the New Testament and right. how sheep eat. They, they digest a bale of, of fresh grass. I mean, it's just it's in their stomach, but then they bring it up little by little to chew it a second time. You know, mm-hmm. the, the cut of it. The, and that, that's where the nourishment comes from. It's not from the, from the five pounds of green grass they just ate. It's from, from bringing it back again and then the minutiae, just grinding the minutiae. And I, I agree with that. I think especially books like Proverbs or James, mm-hmm. where it goes from thought to thought to thought. If, if you just read the chapter, say, what did you read? Well, there, it wasn't right. a story. It wasn't a narrative. It wasn't a history. Yeah. It, wasn't, it was just truth. And if you don't stop on a scripture that speaks to you, if the Logos written word doesn't become the Rhema living word, right. then you, know, you can get really smart, but you'll never get wise. I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. I'm, I'm reading the book of Revelation right now. And uh, so I just got done reading uh, through chapters two and three, where there are these letters to the seven yeah. churches. Yeah. And so I decided this time through, I wanted to, I only read one letter to a church every day, and I decided I wanted to figure out what was the punchline for hmm. each church. What was the, the one word, two word punchline? And all week last week, I was thinking about that yeah. and, 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 and asking God to help me with that. So that's kind of how I do it. Uh, yeah. And I, I know there's a hundred ways to read Scripture and pray, but that's my, yeah. that's you, my process. Do you study for you? Do you study for your clients? Do you study for your kids? When, you're, when you open the Bible, <clears throat> for instance, the seven churches, you have to see in those, in those narratives churches that you're now 
yes. know, counseling and coaching. Do you, do you read and go, aha, that's, you know, Schenectady First Assembly's problem, and I'm going to bring that to them? Or do you go, that's John Obolewski's problem, and I'm going to bring that before the Lord? I or? find it less and less that I'm thinking about my clients when yeah. I'm in the Word, and, and more and more, God, what are you trying to do on the inside of me? Right. Um, now, when I read other books... I re- most of the other books I read are, are read to get me more efficient and helpful with my clients. But yeah. uh, I don't know. For Scripture, uh, it seems like less and less of that is client-based, and it's more right. John, you know, get your life together-based. You know? <laughs> Keep it together. Yeah. Right. Well, you talk about alignment. I, you got to start there, right? The Absolutely. Love of the Lord your God with all, all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That if that if that is out of alignment, then it's highly unlikely you can stumble into. I mean, just the odds, right, are just just zero that's right that, that you would be aligned in other places yeah. but there are other places i you know jesus says your spirit is willing but your flesh is weak yeah. and in doing so you failed the task before you which was praying he said pray for an hour the disciples prayed for five minutes and fell asleep you know right and he goes it's, it's not a spiritual problem this is something else so beyond the spiritual what, what else would you recommend to keep us in alignment uh, a second one is medical and i know that's going to sound a little counterintuitive mm. um but we ask our clients who report suffering from burnout or depression, when was the last time you had a physical exam? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, because burnout and depression can potentially issue from hormonal yeah. imbalance in your life. And, and when that hormonal imbalance is treated, we, people that are suffering because of that see a reduction in the symptoms of yeah. depression. So we, we urge them, we can't make them, but we urge them to go see their doctor to set an appointment. And then in our, I'm, in our next call, I'm following up. Hey, did you see the doctor? What did he tell you? What did she yeah. tell you? So, so really, those, the first two orders of business when it comes to alignment um, are very practical, Jim. From my perspective, you, yeah. first, you work on your relationship with God. Yeah. And second, you schedule a visit with your doctor. Um, when I... Uh, was struggling with major depression 26 years ago my wife got me to a doctor and yeah. uh, that was uh, just brilliant on her part right. uh, to do that and we, and and was it hormonal was it vitamin d was it you needed more sunshine or, or was it or had all all the crushing weight of ministry kind of depleted other areas of your life well i was physiological i mean for for you know the there were things that contributed to it jim but all of those contributors took the serotonin norepinephrine and dopamine in my brain and depressed it and depleted it and so So nothing feels good and you can't sleep and you don't have an appetite and all those things those things do in our body are done and basically you're dying I mean, you're, you're in the process of a very slow, agonizing demise right. when all those things are depressed like that. So the doctor asked me, how long do you, did I want to live? Wow. <laughs> okay. And I said, well, right now I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I'm so depressed. But, yeah. I mean, if I think about it, take a step back, I want to live a long time. He says, okay. Yeah. So you're going to have to change the way you live. And, wow. you know, while you're working on that, I'm going to put you on some medicine that will help yeah. stabilize you. So getting to the doctor. Is, is another piece of alignment that yeah. I think is really important. So spiritual, medical, yep. uh, we're, we're, you know, along the theme of alignment, what other areas of our life need to be aligned? Well, let me get you, give you one more uh, for, for this episode today, and that's psychological. Yeah. Uh, you know, the third area that we investigate with our clients includes how they're processing life from a thought perspective. Uh, a lot of times we'll learn that they're suffering deep wounds, Jim, mm-hmm. from their, their childhood, and so... We encourage them. We're not counselors. We're mentors. Right. Uh, so we encourage them to see a licensed counselor to work through those issues. Yeah. Uh, counselors are amazing. You know, they're, they're, they're professional wound scrubbers. Right. 
And uh, in many instances, what's happening is our clients use our mentoring service mm-hmm. to help them process what their counselors are telling them. So, yeah. so the third piece of this is, look, we, we need to get you to either our mentoring services or if it's really deep and you're really deeply wounded, we want you to see a, a counselor. Here's yeah. a couple of counselors we recommend. And do you find that when you recommend that to people, it gives them the courage to not, you know, I'm going to go to my doctor because I'm not feeling good. Right. I mean, that someone has to care enough about you to say, listen, you're not you. Something's not right. Right. Hey, you're not you're you're not processing reality properly in in your heart. Like something's wrong. You need to get help. Do you find that people are like, "Ah, I don't need to see a counselor. I'm a pastor. I should I should feel better about this. I should know better than this. Or do they kind of are they in enough pain to go? Yeah, I need help. Thanks for pointing me in the right direction. It's all about you just said the right word. It's all about their pain level. Yeah. Uh, some guys that feel like uh, they can manage, yeah, and they don't need that. And, and until their pain level increases to a point, Jim, that they realize um, uh, it's less painful to go admit that I need help yeah. than what I'm going through right now. So it's a mixed bag. Some guys are, are really in touch with that, yeah. And other guys, it takes them a while, <laughs> and some guys have to slam into the wall, right. Yeah, and I was one of those. Yeah, where I had to slam I said, into the I'm wall. I'm laughing because I'm one too. I, I I'm not anymore. <clears throat> because I know the pain of hitting that wall. Right. I, I'm now very concerned about getting close to that wall. I, yes, I stay a long ways away from it. So, so it, it, John, I, I would say this. I'm self-analyzing right now. So I'm mm-hmm. looking at my life. I'm listening to you talk. I'm wondering, what you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, am I a 7 or a 4 or an 8? What what does Converge offer a guy like me that, that doesn't really know if the answers I'm giving are the right answers? Like, is there any service you provide that could take us uh, through a process like this? Yes, Jim, our mentoring services are really designed to help uh, a leader figure out, you know, really where they're at in terms of alignment, how, uh, where they're at in terms of uh, depression or anxiety. We have, so, we have uh, several uh, tests that we want mm-hmm. them to take to figure that out. And then based on where they, they land, we, we, uh, we begin to help them. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jim, one of the things I'd like to offer to anybody listening today uh, if you're out, if you're le- a leader listening to this uh, podcast, uh, we're offering right now to the first 20 mm-hmm. people who uh, sign up for this a free 30-minute consultation with us. Mm-hmm. They can go to convergecoach.com/contact and they can actually schedule an appointment with us right there. And then over uh, the phone, online, and then over the yes, yeah. over the phone, we'll spend 30 minutes with them, just trying to figure out, you know, yeah. where are you at, and here's some basic steps that you can take to yeah. to move forward. And you know, if I was going to buy a used car, I would do this, right? I take it to a mechanic, put on the lift, check the fluids, the belts, the hoses, the the bearings. I I mean, we're talking about our lives and our livelihoods, our families, our futures, our destinies. I'm I'm grateful for people like you that have spoken into my life and have um, helped me process my reality and and got me back in alignment. So there's our first three. Uh, I imagine there's more than three. And so we're going to come back to this in our our next podcast. which is uh, episode seven coming up here. So I, I, on behalf of Converge Coaching, John Opaluski, this is Jim Wiegand saying, I, I hope that you'll take advantage of every opportunity to grow in the Lord, to stay healthy and to, uh, to lead, love, live for the long run. We'll talk to you again soon. 